Do you remember the taste of chicken nuggets? What kind of chicken nuggets? Those McDonald's chicken nuggets, man. They changed them. Actually, no, because I wasn't able to eat those when I was a kid. What's wrong with you? I was allergic to them. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, now they're all natural and they taste like garbage. Really? I miss the chemical chicken nuggets. <laughs> I'm not even I don't kidding. Think they were they weren't chicken though, right? Back in the golden years weren't when they, they just like chicken parts. No, they were like full chicken. They were manly. They were. What they do is they take a chicken and just throw it in a grinder. No, no, no. I think they would just take the chicken parts and they would grind it up. Well, I wasn't and, allergic to it and, and I put liked it. Into it. like a meat like a meat sack. I liked it. <laughs> I I liked it a lot more. Yeah, well, I didn't I never had it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Everything Comes From Something podcast. My name is Isaac Ransom. Thanks for tuning in with us. I'm Cameron Tuttle and uh please He's, donate to us on Patreon. Oh my gosh. <laughs> He's a co-host, small C. Small C? Small C, I'm the big C. I'm, oh, okay. I thought you were saying my name. <laughs> Huge C. shout out to our executive producer, Darren O'Neill, first yes. supporter on Patreon. If you want to support us like he does, what a lovely man. Go check us out at patreon.com slash ECFS podcast. Yep. We appreciate any penny you can give us. Otherwise, it's free. Enjoy the show. Yeah, it's free. And we'll probably always will be. I don't want to make any promises, but we'll probably always will. I don't think CNN wants to buy us. No, so. I don't think so. I don't think anyone wants to listen. No. Except but, for our fans. But, you see, that's why you got to donate, because if you want to keep listening, then we need some some cash. You know what's funny is that most people don't know that our audio interface literally just dropped out right now. I know, yeah. And we took like five minutes to fix it, and that's just another reason why you should donate, because we, our equipment is garbage. <laughs> we worked hard to make garbage sound good for you guys. Yeah, we, we, d- we actually spent like a whole day just like fixing our garbage. We work really hard at we we work really really hard. Yeah, polishing a turd as they say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we also have social stuff, you know where it's at, Instagram, blah blah blah, we Twitter. Have we have a tw- we have an Instagram, we oh. also have a Facebook page, all that stuff. Really what we would appreciate is if you guys would rate our podcast. Yes. Rate and review, give us a five stars. We took 2 minutes to talk about us. Let's get into the topic. Okay. That was way too long. It's fine. What is the topic today, Cameron? Today we are talking about remakes, reboots, nostalgia, and everything everything Star Wars. Everything comes from something, and literally this is what we're talking about today. Yeah. Everything is just a ripoff of something. Yeah, well, right now, especially in like in like Hollywood. Specifically, we're talking about nostalgia in a lot of different ways. And the yeah. clearest and most obvious sign of nostalgia starts in movies yep uh yeah essentially right now the 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 movie studio's business model is hey is there something that that old people like what we're gonna remake it (laughs) yeah what is there a name that has already been made into something we're gonna do it again but newer yeah something that we were kind of thinking about is this term soft reboot Mm. that's kind of a newer newer phrase isn't it yeah, it's it's essentially a reboot, but softer. <laughs> no, it's like you're connecting a current franchise. It's like not quite a sequel because people don't remember. Yeah. It's like you need to remind them why they liked it in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Um, a good example would be the new Jumanji film. Oh my gosh! What a strange. I didn't see it. I did. I really liked it. Actually, oh, really? it's pretty good. It's good. It's the rock pretty, is just really. It's pretty funny. It really isn't. It has, like, nothing to do with the original, pretty much. That's fine. I mean, 
it's not fine because the original Jumanji is a masterpiece and Robin Williams is the best. <laughs> I love I love the original Jumanji. It's the original really is good. good. This this one's pretty good too. Okay. So what happens in it is it's like Jumanji evolves and becomes a video what? game. What? <laughs> yeah, like the board game becomes a video game because oh, this, some kid finds it at the beach where it was left or You're something. You're really not selling me on this. So yeah, like it's it's not amazing, but it is fun. Okay. Like it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What it, it, you know, in the first Jumanji, the game comes out of the game into the real yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. This game, they go into, the, or Got this it. movie, they go into the game. Got it. And it's it's funny because you know it's like high school students go into the game as video game characters, and then like my favorite part is that this like prissy girl, like this like teenage girl, basically becomes fat jack black yeah i saw that's in the trailer right? yeah, yeah but that's, like that's that that is the best part that's funny i will say the cast is pretty solid yeah yeah jack black is really funny i love him dude he is really funny so yeah um soft reboots basically this idea that it's a sequel slash reboot yeah and it's, yeah. A, it's like a sequel that's too far out to be called an actual sequel yeah it's like a it's a really weird new thing that it's not even that new. It's like I'm trying to think of when it would even start. Uh, I don't know. I think probably in the in the. No, actually, it starts. Um, it starts with Batman, 1989. 1989 I would say. Batman. I would soft say. reboot. Yeah, phrase soft, soft reboot. It's a soft. Uh, well, I guess yeah. I guess it's that's a that's a reboot reboot. Because I think it really the phrase got popularized with the the Star Wars. Uh, purchase that disney made the first star wars um the, the force awakens the force awakens yeah the force awakens film is i think it was definition. around before though you know mm. what i mean i i can't i can't think of any examples but i think i feel like it was around i would just say that film force awakens really permeates that whole idea of yeah oh yeah because it's a sequel but really it's a remake too it, it's a remake it's a it's a sequel and it's a reboot all, yeah. it, it actually embodies all three of the things that we're talking about why they hate why we hate them <laughs> it's not always a bad thing it's just becoming a trend jurassic world is a perfect example as yes well. it's yeah. literally the first movie again except probably not as good for sure not as good i haven't even seen it but what for if sure not park as good. actually opened there yeah. was just more people running from dinosaurs. Yeah, that's well, the only that's, thing that changes. We were talking about it um, a little while. <laughs> wait, ago, wait, 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 right? wait. There are more people running from the dinosaurs, except there aren't because they all get escorted off the island before chaos starts. <laughs> so there's really just like four people running from dinosaurs again. We, we we were talking about that movie a little while ago, right? Yeah, and we were we, planning. We were saying how like it's it's honestly it's it. How do you even make a sequel to to the original Jack? What Jurassic can Park? you do? I, I don't know. It's like, oh, you're being chased by dinosaurs, I guess? Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's only a few things you can do with dinosaurs. I mean, I'm sure someone could think of something different. But most people, I feel like, are like, yeah, we're going to see dinosaurs eat people. Yeah, we're, dinosaurs are going to eat people. And even, and then, even, and then, even now, were the original Jurassic Parks rated R? No, no, no. They were PG. Yeah, but now they're like even less graphic. <laughs> they're like you, you the guy like you see a character and he's like oh no and then it cuts like oh, you maybe, don't, maybe the original was pg-13 because it was after it was after um uh uh there's none of that it was after indiana Jones. there's none of that like guy getting ripped in half oh, by two you know dinosaurs that's, that's the that's the og soft reboot indiana jones 
Kingdom oh, of the Crystal Skull. Kingdom of the... No, but that's a sequel. But it's I heard a, a super cool argument for why Kingdom of the Crystal Skull isn't complete trash. But it is, though. It is. Like, the guy acknowledged it. I totally forget the credit of the YouTube video. It's mm. it's called... The video is called In Defense of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yeah. Or in, the, in Defense of Temple of Doom. Or something like that. Well, Temple of Doom is a wonderful movie. Well, he... I guess a lot of people dislike it, but... It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, that isn't the popular opinion on it. I know. I, I don't know. really have too many feelings for Temple of Doom. But it, it's interesting because... They were kind of going with a James Bond theme, which also has soft reboots. We were kind of talking like about over that and over, over and over and over again. again. Like he just Doctor keeps getting Who older. Of, of, of movie and then he keeps he keeps getting old. Like he gets older and then he's Benjamin Button, but like a constantly <laughs> warping age. He just keeps changing. Yeah, yeah. And um, he's kind of not even suave anymore. It's just weird. Yeah. I don't like James Bond. I don't. I hate James Bond movies. I. Uh, uh, Everybody was like Skyfall. Oh, such a wonderful movie. Remember we saw it together and we, we were did? like, yeah, we did. And we and we both were like, this is not very good. I will say Skyfall kept my attention much more than any other Bond film I ever watched. Yeah, I mean, probably. It's not bad, but it's no, also it's not bad. It's just like really convoluted and doesn't make any sense. Most Bond films, I feel that way. No, I I agree. I don't, I don't like very many Bond films. You want to talk about James Bond? Let's grab an N64. Let's do that. <laughs> Nothing else. Uh, nothing else besides that. Do you um, remember, speaking of remakes, they, they remade that movie on, or they, they remade that game on, I think, the Xbox 360. I played the you crap remember? out of the remake. Really? I played it so much. Wow. I, love, I loved GoldenEye for no reason when I was a kid. Just because everyone told me it was the best game ever. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go off to the side. This episode's gonna be a little bit longer than normal. It's gonna be quite long because we have a list of things that we want. to Yeah, talk about. because nostalgia has just infected everything, including our souls. Yes. So and literally, and literally, this podcast is all pretty much based on some sense of nostalgia. I I wouldn't say it is a nostalgia podcast, but if you think about the name, everything comes from something. It's a nostalgia podcast. We, we th- we some of the some of the episodes we have like planned out are really not nostalgic. Some of them yeah, are history yeah, yeah, yeah. based that's, and whatnot. That's true. That's true. But um, yeah, like so. Anyways, back to James Bond. The remake came out on the Wii first. Oh, it yeah. It was not yeah, on yeah, Xbox. Yeah. It was called GoldenEye Reloaded. Yeah. Right. And I had a Wii, and our Xbox 360 had Red Ring of Death like five times in a row. Oh my okay? gosh. So I didn't have one of the mainline consoles at the time. And I was dying for a shooter. I was like, I just want to play a shooter. Mm-hmm. And that was like one of the three shooters on the Wii. Wasn't okay? there Black Ops on the Wii, but it was like rated teen or something? No, no, no. It wasn't rated teen, but um, I just, I didn't have Black Ops oh, on the okay. Wii. Uh, it wasn't out yet. Oh. Yeah. So there was like two games I remember. There was one, oh gosh, I can't remember. There was like a Halo ripoff. <laughs> I forget what it was called. But it wasn't that bad. I didn't get to play it. Mm-hmm. But I got GoldenEye because it had split screen. And yeah, split screen yeah. was a big thing for me. So it's I got GoldenEye Reloaded. Thing for you. It is literally just... It's just Call of Duty. It's just Call of Duty with like really janky animations. <laughs> and then there's an odd job hat item. But yeah, I played that game so much. It's not horrible. People say it's terrible. It's mm. really not horrible. As far as like the four-player split screen goes, it's not horrible. Yeah, I never, I never played... Uh, the remake, but I played Goldeneye 64. Cameron is right. A little bit. Cameron is right. I am a sucker for uh, split screen yeah. video oh, games. Yeah. You will buy anything that has a sp- has 
two people playing on it. Yeah, it's because I just I'm dying for friends. <laughs> people honestly, it bugs me when people are like, "You want to play online?" I'm like, "We well, could play together at my house. <laughs> it's more fun with a piece of pizza." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of old school like that, but. Yeah. Um, so yeah, lots of soft, soft reboots. Um, what else do we got here? We were talking about the Incredibles too. Mm. Uh, that came out recently. It's not a reboot, but it is a, hmm. It's a sequel far enough away that it feels a little bit like a reboot. I wonder if they're going to take that franchise and use it and more. run it into the ground. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to use it more yeah, now. They might. Cause they, they were... I don't know though, because it's Brad Bird's baby. Oh, and I think Brad Bird kind of wants to leave it leave. alone. Well, he, I mean, he, yeah, I, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. That Incredibles thing was weird. When, when you go see it, there's like a intro part that was really weird. Where the cast is like, "It's taken us 14 years to make this movie." I'm like, "No, it didn't." No, it took you like three, <laughs> three years, probably three years. Yeah, 14 years to get a yes for it. Which yes, is, which yeah, is, exactly. Which is strange. But yeah, this this reboot thing. We wanted to start with movies for the podcast um, because it is a clear like indicator of this reboot thing. But it kind of permeates through other things as well that we're gonna get to. We talked about soft reboots. What about just flat reboots? Yeah, I'd say I'd say like superhero movies kind of have a over and over. A, a bad rap for just being rebooted and rebooted. And Batman rebooted. has like so many reboots. Yeah, and some of them are very good. Some of them not very good. I was at watching all. Dark Knight Rises last night. I don't really love that movie. <laughs> I, it's good, but I don't love that. We movie. should do a podcast about that because I actually enjoy that film a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I mean, obviously, the Christopher Nolan Batman's are an amazing example of a reboot done well. Reboot and it was it was the it was the first I w- I would say one of the first gritty reboots you know what I mean yeah it, it was one of the first like that gritty reboot spawned gritty reboots for everything yeah Ugh. and and total recall gritty reboot and nobody did it right uh RoboCop gritty reboot no they those all got those not soft reboots as in like how we were talking about but those all got like like PG thirteen reboots. Which yeah. is like a shame. It's not a. Those aren't those. To, those were gritty uh, movies that got like less gritty. <laughs> what's a gritty reboot? Oh, um, I, I just remembered a couple just, other. Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just talking about DC universe stuff then? No, no. Sense. I mean, like a lot of a lot of things got got gritty reboots. Ben Hur. <laughs> oh my god. What's interesting is soft reboots seem to be accepted more than reboot reboots um that's just something that i've noticed because it seems like they have to put a little bit of extra thought in how to connect the original story to a new story Mm -hmm. while also not overshadowing the new story yeah yeah, yeah. and people tend to like that one reboot that i also kind of falls under soft in my opinion cameron and i were arguing about this before is the new star trek series um the star the newer star trek trilogy has this cool like soft reboot moment where they say it's like an alternate reality yeah that's pretty cool. Um, I would say it's still a hard reboot, though, technically. Right. Uh, and then... What was the other soft reboot? The only soft reboot I can think of that didn't get like accept- well accepted uh, by critics, but I feel like audiences liked it, was that Terminator Genesis. That oh was like a gosh. soft reboot. Yeah, that, that was a soft reboot. I remember my and dad... Same with a- Alien, the Alien movies. 
Which one? They got several reboots along the process. They got Alien. Right? Was the yeah, but they're all sequels, Aliens, too. Aliens, which was technically a reboot. They're sorry. all still in the timeline. You and know, then Alien degree. 3, which everybody hated. David Fincher's <laughs> first movie. Um, and David Fincher disowned that movie. It was, it's oh, really, my yeah, gosh. It's really bad. Alien 3 um, is, like, weird. And then I've Alien, seen parts of it, and I'm like, what Alien is v happening? Predator. I never, I never saw then that. Then Prometheus, that was technically a soft reboot. And then... So here's the thing about soft reboots, though. This is, this is my thing with soft reboots. You have to recast, like, the protagonist role for it to be a soft reboot. reboot. And Prometheus has, like... Here's the thing about the alien, the alien movies. Um, yes, there are different protagonists in the films, but... Who's the who's the main character in those movies? Um, it's the chick. Um, yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. I, I am blanking completely. Whatever. Do you want me to look it up? What is her name? Um. People are gonna be <laughs> some fan. Yeah, some fan of Alien. But there has to be some like degree of recasting. And the thing about the Alien. Oh, Ripley. Ripley. Yeah. Ripley is like in all of them. She's never like recasted, is she? Ripley's never recasted. No. In them. So there's never been like really a reboot of the Alien series. Yeah, that's why it's a soft reboot. No, but that's I what like... I'm saying. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I, I see what you mean. Because um, they didn't recast the, you know, the the Star Wars people. Right, but the the sh- like the new Luke Skywalker is Ray. Like the protagonist role has been shifted over. Yeah, but there's still a protagonist in the Alien reboots. It's just not. It's not a one-to-one reboot. You know, it's not. Yeah. A one, it's it's not like a remake. It's just become such a strange, convoluted term too. Reboot, reboot, soft reboot. They're just they're everywhere. And the reason yeah. it's so convoluted is that it's nonstop. No one wanted a Ben Hur reboot. But that's not a reboot, though. I don't think it's a reboot. It's I a think it's sequel? a remake. It's a remake. Oh, you're you're right. Okay. So we have tons of reboots. Yeah. Reboots are like franchise-based. And then we have remakes, which is what we were talking about. Um, RoboCop, Total Recall, Ben Ben freaking her, King Kong, all right? King Um, Kong, I would say, is a reboot, though. Because King Kong had a franchise. Right. And then it got remade and it was trying to be same a with the godzilla do well godzilla same with the godzilla movies, yeah yeah um what is your take on these reboots remakes soft reboots cameron you're studying film if, mm-hmm. if you guys didn't know uh cameron is a film major you said something interesting earlier you said something interesting <laughs> earlier oh boy uh about this um do you remember what you oh, said gosh no <laughs> um you were telling me earlier you're like this has always happened. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's true. Well, the idea of like remakes and sequels, like that's that's been that's been a part of Hollywood forever. And it's just convenient, right? Like they they have a um a particular s- franchise that they're going through and uh, you know, it it lays down for a little while. You know, I can hear that, right? <laughs> okay. Um it uh you know it, it stops they they make a couple sequels and then it dies down for a little while and then you know in 
10 years or 20 years or whatever, some some exec says, you know, looks looks at a script and says, hmm, this is pretty similar to an, a, to a concept that we already have. We have the rights for it. Let's do it. Let's just put it into this such and such franchise. What's the oldest remake or reboot you can think of in film? Um, well, um, probably Dracula. That is a perfect example. I was funny. It's funny you said that because I was thinking of I took a film class on like monster horror sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And Dracula has been made so, so many, times. so many times. And yeah. it starts with Nosferatu, right? Which is like the original. Well, I mean, that's of. that's like a weird. I forget what year that came out. That is like uh, a really I old think version. I watched that film, and it is so weird. It's like a. It's almost like silent. It is silent. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, pretty good though. It's very strange. Then you watch something like What We Do in the Shadows, and you're like, dude, <laughs> Dracula's come a long way. Yeah. No, yeah. Dra- Dracula has a, a ton of reboots um, or re- remakes and whatnot. Um, there's this franchise. I can't remember what it's called, but there's they made like they made like eight of them, and it's this one guy. Saw? Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, it's this one guy. It was in like the 20s and 30s. It was this one guy. It's like the Sheik of something or other. Let me look it up. You, okay. You yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, I mean, I think someone else who's historically appeared over and over again is James Bond. I don't remember the first James Bond films was, that happened. I think it was 68. Yeah, 68 all the way up until now. Um, lots of James Bond films. But even though this has happened all throughout history, like, it seems to be louder than ever now. The remake and, and you know, kind of looking back on how things were this nostalgia culture it is it is more it is more frequent than uh yeah there's all there's even like a there's like a stigma around 90s kids have you heard this online how 90s kids are just like completely obsessed with looking in the past um and there's a lot of tv shows that are kind of i oh shoot i love this tv show called psych and the guy's just constantly one of the jokes is that the main character sean is just constantly like making references and he's at the right age to be a 90s kid. Mm. But it like it's louder than it's ever been now. Oh, oh yeah. It's speaking of uh speaking of like remakes in TV, right? There's um they remade DuckTales. Like what kid what kid is asking about DuckTales right now? It's it's just for like for parents who grew up with DuckTales. Right. You know, and it's like finally something I can talk about with my kid. Yeah, yeah, and it's like it's like that's fine, but it's kind of weird, you know. I guess I guess Mickey Mouse is kind of another really good example of th- something that got rebooted over and over and over and over. Again. Yeah, Disney has a way of really capitalizing on what you already know. Yeah, definitely. That's like their whole thing, and and they're just buying up as much IP and branding that they can, yeah. so that they can just continue to recycle. And they've always been that way. Like think about think about the OG um, Disney movies. Right, Snow White. You yeah. know these are, uh, you know Pinocchio and things like that. These are old, um, you know, old children's tales. Right. They just made into animated movies. You know, and it's a good idea. It's it's a really good idea. Mm-hmm. It's very smart. It's strange because I try to think of Disney's original IP, and it's out there. You know, they do a lot of like princess new princesses because they have like the microphone for that sort of brand. Yeah. Um, they do like all those new princess films and, you know, Pixar used to be sort of 
their head of new branding stuff. But currently, I just feel like they they are reusing a lot of stuff. Yeah. It, there is a slow stream of, of new things. I mean, Coco came out last year. Yeah, well, that was Pixar. Though. That was like one of the first Pixar films a lot of people didn't go see. No, no, the first <laughs> one was The Little Dinosaur. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, do you remember? It was it came out in like 2015 or so. 20. I know what movie you're talking about, but I would be shocked if even close to 50 percent of the people who enjoy Toy Story went and saw that. Yeah, I, it, it came. It, they also crowded it too because it came out like literally six months after um, uh, another movie. Uh, I can't remember what what was slated that year, but it was two movies in the in the same year. It was like, uh, Inside Out. Uh, yeah, was exactly. That the same yeah, one? yeah, yeah. It I enjoyed Inside, Inside, Inside I, Out. It was so good. It's well, so good. it's cool if you know anything about psychology. Yeah. Um, I took a psychology class that same semester when that movie came out, and it blew my mind. Yeah. I knew other people who saw that movie that were like the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. Like I, I know some people who are like, I just, I don't oh, I it. think it's such a good movie. Yeah. I, I. I think it really helps if you have that context. Maybe, yeah. But I think I think it's true. Like it's real though. Like it feels it feels like. I I don't know. I just think it's a, a really good movie. Anyways, yeah. that we're 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 falling the down track. the spiral of nonstop. We could talk about movies forever. We really could. Um, but this reboot remake nostalgia thing is stronger than just movies. What well, else? hold on, hold on. We gotta we gotta decide right now if we're. If we're on board with the reboot remake train, it's re- it really depends. I agree. It really depends. I'm gonna say eighty percent not on board. Wow, what is a soft reboot that you think is justified? Mm. I think probably when the Force Awakens came out, that was the that that was. The one where I was like, I'm on board. This is the that was probably the pinnacle of what a soft reboot could be. Yeah, especially because the franchise has so much weight. In oh, pop you know culture. another another one we didn't talk about. What? Um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. That is also a soft reboot. I'll I will admit I don't really know anything about Harry Potter. Oh, okay. <laughs> I I mean you. Want, I, I didn't see the when you're talking about Universal Studios and Hogwarts Land or whatever. I'm just like I'm gonna go check out the Minions. Oh God. <laughs> oh. I like Steve Carell. What can I say? Yeah, but like the Minions movie. Gorals. <laughs> <laughs> the Minions movie is awful. It's yeah, I it's watched really it. Bad. It was awful. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, but I we're think... not even gonna get into spinoffs, dude. We're oh not my even gosh, gonna get yeah, into spinoffs. Spin-off. Spinoffs have been happening for a long time. Too, I mean, though. I would say Fantastic Beasts is a spinoff prequel thing. Spinoff prequel. Yeah. Oh, what? A well, what about the idea of of prequels? Prequels? Do uh, they work? <laughs> Here's the problem I have with prequels. If I already know what's going to happen in the future, where are the stakes? Yeah. It's same problem I have with Solo, Episode 1, ECFS, if you want to know what's up with that. It's the same problem I had with Rogue One, actually. It's the same problem that I had with uh, Prometheus. No, not Prometheus. Uh, what am I thinking of? Predators? I don't know. I watched Predators. That's a bad movie. Don't ever watch that. No, no, don't no. Predator. 
Predators. Yeah, oh. Don't ever watch Predators. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I did not. Movie. Predator, the first Predator. So good. Great. Yeah. So good. Uh, predators, <laughs> avoid at all costs. Okay. Avoid at all costs, For dude. Sure. That's a horrible one. For sure. So the next step down from movies would be TV, yeah. which I don't think is quite infected at the same level. No, as like no. Cinema. There's a lot of there's a lot of really good new stuff happening in TV. A lot of you, new stuff. You know what's yeah. interesting that I don't think most people realize though. What? A lot of the new quote unquote new uh, TV shows mm-hmm. are actually spinoffs of Israeli TV shows. Are you serious? I'm serious. Yeah. I have no idea what you're talking exactly. about. Exactly. So, so I took an Israeli cinema class. Wow. This, uh, past semester. And um, our teacher was talking about how, like, yeah, nobody watches Israeli movies. Nobody nobody cares about Israeli movies. But Israeli TV, that's their big industry. Really? Yeah. It's, they like, reverse. They sell them to Hollywood, um, like, TV producers. Dude, they sell the idea. That is so weird. So cool. U.S. Yeah, buys like, TV and guns from Israel. Yeah. No, no. no. We, we sell them guns. <laughs> I thought they have good R&D there. Um, I think they have a couple things. But basically, um, well, anyways. They have the UFOs over there. No, they don't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Did you hear they're trying to get to the moon? The Israelis? Yeah. Did anyone tell them it's already been done? No, no, no. But they want to go for <laughs> like, themselves. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyways. Um, but, but yeah, so we, so like the, um, what the, uh, the Americans, I think. What, what's that show with, um, uh, the show where they are, are Soviets? Soviet spies? Oh, I have no idea. You know what I'm talking I, about? So on I, USA. Before we get into TV, I don't like TV. I don't like TV either. We both don't. I Cameron, you watch a lot more TV than I do. Is that true? Yeah, I don't. I don't watch t- like literally all I've watched lately I is the Office. Watch any TV? The Office is the only thing I've watched on Netflix. Speaking of remakes, <sighs> yeah, I mean that was stolen from Britain. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't watch a lot of TV, but I do know what you're talking about about like new ideas and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, but but it's it's so funny because I didn't realize that they were actually just not new ideas. <laughs> like they're they're just TV shows. From, you can't think from of the Israel. You, you can't think of the show. No, nah, I can't. With I can't the spies. Um, well, then your points kind of falling flat, Cameron. Well, in any case, but no, but it's true. It's like there there's like a bunch of TV shows that we, you know, that are on like normal cable TV. That are just like, they're, they're ideas that started in, in Israeli TV. Right. It's really crazy. That is wild. I think that TV does have a lot of cool new ideas. Um, Netflix seems to be really pushing new IP yeah. and also Did soaking hear, up a lot of IP too. Uh, in 2018, they're going to outspend all of the other uh, major studios. Dude. That's uh, insane. One of one of my friends visited the Netflix office and said they have massive Funko Pop figures on each floor representing their shows. <laughs> That's crazy. Funko Pops are are so dumb. <laughs> They're pretty dumb. I only own two. <laughs> I'm proud of that. I am so proud of that. Being as nerdy as I am, I only own two. I own zero. Quote because, me on that. Because Funko Pop. Nathan Drake stupid. is one of them. I just think they look dumb. And they do look kind of cute. They look kind of cute and dumb Anyways. at the same time. Um, one of the greatest, exi- uh, as we're talking about soft reboots, remakes, um, nostalgia that works well, one of the best TV shows that utilizes this is season one of Stranger Things. Yep. Yeah, it banks on the idea of um, like 
bringing you back to a time period that you miss. You know what I mean? I mean, not not for us, but we miss it in movies, right? Like, right. We 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 love. I love eighties movies. I like eighties movies too. Um, and you know, it really kind of brings you back to a different time. Mm-hmm. Um, Goonies. Yeah, Goonies. Die Hard. Yep. Oh, so good. Um, Rush Hour. I've never seen Rush Hour. I think that's 90s. Well, that was not yeah, the movie. Was I was thinking Lethal Weapon. That's oh, what I was trying yeah. to say. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cop, cop movies. Um, yeah, so, I mean, like, it's it, it's not a reboot. Stranger Things isn't a reboot or remake of anything. What it does right is it uses nostalgia as a style. Yeah, exactly. Instead of using nostalgia as a crutch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, which a lot of what we've talked about utilizes nostalgia as a very very beat up crutch yeah, they're like, like leaning on it like so remember hard. in rogue one when when uh the guy comes out of nowhere and he's like you'll be dead <laughs> you remember <laughs> butt face from yeah. the fr- from uh from remember this alien new guy who you saw once we're gonna see you remember r2 you remember uh all this stuff it's like okay gosh <laughs> where's the rest of the movie no but do you remember no, see but see the stuff that is from the other movies <laughs> yeah i think a lot of a lot of stuff or a lot of nostalgia based reboots or remakes they rely on it too much and oh, yeah. that was the thing i actually enjoyed about jumanji it really doesn't have much to do with the original mm-hmm. at all it, it kind of does its own thing same with uh, Stranger Things that utilizes it as a style. And same with the new Ghostbusters. Oh, gosh. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't actually see it, but I, I'm against the idea in principle. Ugh. No, I didn't see it either. Um, but, the, the, yeah, so the... the you want to get... Well, you want to watch someone get slimed again again? Not really. Why not? I mean, it was fun in the first You'd pay movie. $12 to see that. I wouldn't. Again, again. I might I might use my movie pass, though. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So Stranger Things, we thought, was a, a good example of using nostalgia correctly. Yeah. Um, one of the big things that keeps happening in film right now is utilizing soundtrack that triggers nostalgia. Something mm-hmm. that Jules and I talk about a lot is... Who's Jules? Jules is my lady. Okay. Jules is my lady friend. Um... Music has a cool way of capturing emotion yeah. in a time capsule. It's the same with smell. Right. Uh, and I think music can be used easily to bring people back to yeah, a certain definitely. moment. Definitely. Um, and Stranger Things uses music in terms of instrumentation, synthesizers, mm-hmm. brings people back to the 80s a lot. Yeah, absolutely. But also, in season two, they actually used licensed music because they had the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, and, and they did in the first film, too, with Should I Stay or Should I Go. That that song is in the yeah. first one as well. Do you remember, um, there's a there's a little TV show called Freaks and Geeks. Did you ever yes. watch it? Yes, I've seen that. It's really good. But basically, they ran out of all their money because they were trying to... they They really utilized music from the era mm-hmm. um and it worked so well it, it like put it gave the it gave the show such a good mood right but they couldn't they couldn't end up they doing couldn't it because, keep it because they you know they they were licensing so they were spending so much of their budget on licensing um, yeah I, another nostalgia based tv show i can think of is this show called the wonder years never that, that was on for a while and i'm surprised you never heard of it actually um but it's basically about this kid 
who grew up, I can't remember if it was in the 80s or in like the 50s. I really cannot remember. Those the are diff- 60s. Those are very different. I know. I'm going to look it up right now, what year the Wonder Years takes place, but it's all about growing up in, yeah. that, time, in that time frame. That's cool. Yeah. I, I, I mean, that is kind of nostalgia-based, but it's also like a historical piece, you know? And I think that's, I think there's something different about, um, about sort of like a, a period piece and, you know, growing up in a different era or, you know, showing something in a different era. Um, I think, I think it works a little bit differently than nostalgia, I would say. Yeah. So it takes place in the sixties through the early seventies. So you kind of see the shift from the sixties to the seventies, which was cool. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as they grow up, too. Fred Savage is the lead. <laughs> I know you might not know who he is. Probably, like, one of the cutest kid actors ever. Really? And he's pretty good in the film, too. Nice. Kind of on par with Macaulay Culkin. Oh, man. Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone? Yeah. Like, the so same good. level of, like, acting skill. So good. I watched all of The Wonder Years with my dad, and he was like, <laughs> I used to watch this when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it ran during the 80s. Through ninety oh, okay. through ninety three, a throwback to the sixties. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's interesting because like I think I think a lot of period pieces happen in like twenty year increments, right? So like right. we're gonna get a bunch of period, or we're already getting a bunch of period pieces about like the nineties. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, it's it's pretty interesting. Uh, uh the Guardians of the Galaxy also really 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 utilizes uh, soundtrack. Totally. Um, another strange soundtrack mix. A lot of people liked Baby Driver. That has a lot of throwbacks, but also like modern songs in it too. Yeah, it's interesting. Really weird. Like this is the director's mixtape. Yeah, of throwback. yeah, yeah. And like a lot of a lot of like fifties blues. A lot of like really interesting choices in in terms of of the music. Like Those I, seem more like personal like passion picks, definitely. and I like that. You kind of get to understand where the creator's mind is coming from. Yeah. Um, kind of reminds me of of Tarantino, where it's like just like super eclectic stuff that doesn't really have anything to do with the right, you know, what you're seeing, but is still it, it's evocative of of some sort of emotion. You right, know, it's, it's it's really interesting. It, it's based on the creator's emotion rather than complementing a time period. Yeah. It, Whereas in like Vietnam films, they always use the same like they time. Use Ro- you use Rolling Stones yep. and uh, and Ohio Paint, of, Paint it Black by so. yeah, the yeah Paint it Black or. Um, or uh, what's it called? There, there, there's a couple of Rolling Stones so- songs that they yeah. use, and Ohio from Crosby, Stills and Nash, because mm-hmm. um, that that happened during that time. But um, yeah, I, I th- th- there's yeah, I guess um, it ain't me. Yeah, that's another one. For- Fortunate son. Yes, um, that's what it's called. I was like, what is yeah. the, what is the name of that song? That's a that's a really good song. Though. Yeah, yeah, that's um, a good one. And then. Uh, what's it called? Um, Ride of the Valkyries is oh now boy. famous because of uh, Apocalypse Now. This uh, this episode. I is... mean, it's not. It was famous before, but it yeah. was like it was like you know that that's a that's now an, a Vietnam song, right? Know, which is really interesting. This episode. <laughs> this episode is a lot of oh, what was it called? There's a lot of stuff that takes from a lot of stuff. So much. Yeah, it's kind exactly. of what the podcast is about. We also want to talk about video games, which is kind of a newer form of entertainment starting in the in the 80s all the way was it pac-man in the 70s too yeah atari started in the 70s yeah so like it's only around 50 years old and now we're starting to see the permeation of like remakes and reboots of course like we had different 
games be carried over to different generations. Yeah. Um, but now we're getting like just straight up reboots, which I think started more towards like the GameCube, PlayStation Two, Xbox era. Yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of um, well, because of the the new hardware power, you know, yeah, you could you could make something that was totally transformative. Probably the oldest franchise that continually gets rebooted. Classic. Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh my god. All the no, like literally every generation there is a new reboot of Sonic the Hedgehog. I hate Sonic. Sonic 06 is like the stupidest reboot. But no, like No, wait, hold on, hold on. Because Mario gets gets a reboot every generation too. That's true. Sonic and Mario. They both have pretty good I don't know what happened to Pac-Man. I mean all the Nintendo characters kind of get a get a reboot. To some degree. To some degree. Well, so here's the thing. Mario only got two strange innovations. There was the jump from 2D to 3D. Yeah. And then that's it. There's 3D Mario games, and then there are 2D Mario games. And then you can split those into sections. There are Mario games based on chorus completion and Mario games based on adventuring, like exploration. Yeah. But there was also, there was also Mario RPG. That's true. Yeah. I forgot about Mar and Paper the Paper Mario series. Paper Mario series. And Mario Party. And Mario Kart. And Mario But those are more spin offs. Yeah. And uh, Super Mario Golf. Yeah, like the sports games and whatnot. Those are those are all spin offs as well. Mm -hmm. Like Sonic has spin offs, but like literally mainline Sonic games are constantly like what weird. About Mario and Sonic at the, the at the O eight Olympics. A classic. <laughs> A classic, A classic uh mashup. That's stupid. It, it actually had um really Really good pinball game. I just remember. Or, sorry, uh, uh, sorry. You know what? Called? You know what mini game game I played a lot of? Not pinball. Um, the uh, ping pong. Yeah, that's what I was. Thinking. Speaking of, always wanted to play shooters because I'm a violent, crazy person. Oh when I was gosh. younger, Don't say that on the podcast. <laughs> when I was younger, I, uh, I just like wanted to play shooter games. And Jonathan, my friend, he couldn't have shooter games in his house, but he did have Super Monkey Ball on the Wii. And there's a deathmatch mode in that. It was a first-person <laughs> shooter in Monkey Ball. And we used to just, like, fight over the banana RPG. And, like, wow. it was a pretty good game. I'd give it that. There was vehicles. You could drive UFOs and shoot at each other. You had to use the RPG, banana RPG, to shoot down the UFO. <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, it was pretty hilarious. I don't know. That's cool. So other reboots. Reboots, I feel like, have been popping up a lot more recently with Dead IP. Um, yeah, Doom 2016 was an epic reboot. So good. Awesome. It's so good. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Speaking of soundtracks, though, that is that is an awesome, awesome <laughs> That's got some 90s thrasher metal it's playing. It's really good. But it is still modernized to some degree. Quake got a reboot. Quake Champions. All these weird 90s tournament shooters. Mm -hmm. Even yeah. the new Halo game kind of looks like a return to form. Yeah, totally. Uh, uh, um, Wolfenstein got a, got a big, yep. big old reboot. Yeah, a lot of ni a lot of '90s games are being like redone. Assassin's Creed took some years off, and it's coming back as a, uh, or it came back. It came back as like a completely different RPG-based game instead of like a platforming yeah. action game, uh, which, which is cool. Good thing. Yeah, Assassin's Creed needed some change. Do you remember uh, everybody hated the first Assassin's Creed? I don't remember that. I thought it was pretty cool. Really? I thought it was really awesome, actually. Everybody hated the controls. Everybody said it was stupid. The controls sucked, but, like, the vibe. The game was awesome. Yeah. What, and then, what and then game... Assassin's Creed 2 lifted off. Yeah, but, like, what... Uh, the original Assassin's Creed, like, what game is based in, like, 
biblical Babylon. No, yeah, that's, that's wicked, true. dude. There's that's not true. a lot of like crusading, like strange. Stuff. Yeah, but that's there's like so many good, like honestly, I wish movies and TV would or movies and video games would like reach from like ancient. Start ancient embracing stuff. weird time periods. Yeah, totally. Recently, there was a battlefield game based in World War One, and people were like, "Whoa, this is crazy!" Oh, like, at first, people were like, "How are they going to do that?" And then they did it, and it, it's eh. really, I, I, I like it. I like it a lot. Not historically accurate. Whatever. Where's that matter. trench warfare? I, I wanted care. trench foot. I wanted there, the rats to be running around. Th- there is trench warfare in, in some of the maps. <laughs> You mean there's a guy with the sword running around in circles and then like, no, like I wanted there to be like mortar volleying and then I wanted us all to stop at Christmas and play uh, football with each other or something. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but, um, I mean, speaking of Assassin's Creed, I think Assassin's Creed is one of the only franchises that does like historical stuff where it's like embraces hey, weird we're time gonna periods, go french we're revolution gonna, we're gonna go to the french revolution you know we're gonna go to um you know ancient greece like how how come there isn't like there aren't video games about the peloponnesian wars like that would be so good i, I mean that's what that's what assassin's creed is when now, you said but. peloponnesian war i almost fell asleep <laughs> That's dude. why there's not video games based on No, that. dude, but they're so cool. They're really interesting. I'm not saying that history isn't interesting because we both love history. It's just I can understand why some people are like, well, you should probably stick to stuff that like people understand. Uh, no, but they're so good. There's so many there's so many interesting I stories. will tell you something. It's like all about A lot of people and... wanted an Assassin's Creed game based in like ancient China. I think that'd be cool if there's like a Mulan style yeah. like uh Shoot, I can't. What's like like defending against the Mongols? Yes, yeah, the yeah, Mongols. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of. Like yeah, during yeah. that time period, that'd totally. be super cool. There that, is that a cool. there is a game based on it. It's two D side scroller. Stupid. Don't ignore that Assassin's Creed game. Um, Assassin's Creed China or something is what it's yeah. called. <laughs> it's like this weird fifteen dollar well, game. And then you know, speaking of new games, Ghost of of Tsushida. Um, what a weird comeback. Yeah, that that I, I that looks really good. That looks really good. I, I'm I'm stoked. And then uh, what's the other one? Shenmue is getting remade. Oh Shenmue 3, let's go, baby. It's not going to happen. <laughs> and then uh, God of War got rebooted completely. Yeah, and that, that was the a good choice. Us that was a good choice. The Last of Us reboot. Last of Us, they just stole everything from Naughty Dog. <laughs> I, w- I want to play God of War so bad, and it looks really good. I started it. I've played probably about an hour, so I'm not. So I'm reboots not in games, in video games, really cool. They most all, of them, most of them take a lot of like creative freedom to modernize a game that yeah. usually wouldn't work. Oh, Final Fantasy or not? Uh, Resident Evil Seven looked like a perfect yeah. modernization of an old school like horror yeah, game yeah. too. Um, God of or sorry, um, uh, uh, gosh, um, the coffee's jacking with my mind. <laughs> <laughs> we had coffee before this, and now we're like, Ugh. I know, yeah, we can't, we can't think of anything. Um, uh, but Grand, Th- Grand Theft Auto got a reboot coming to the PS2. Um, it used to be. I mean, did you have you seen the old Grand Theft Auto? Games? Oh yeah, it's so weird. Like one and two. It's like you're in a car pretty much the whole time. It's like top down. Yep. Um, you kind of there's not really much to do. You just kind of imagine go if they got, stayed like that. It would be like Hotline Miami times like fifty. I know. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. But then Grand Theft Auto three. You know, you you had so much more freedom. And like I like I don't remember when that came out, but from what I hear, it like kind of revolutionized everything yeah no no so so here's what's interesting about reboots in games reboots in games 
seem to work really well because the technology in video games is constantly innovating. The way we play, the way that the games run is constantly being improved. And so developers take what they already know and apply it to these new circumstances and the game evolves. It's a different medium than film and TV. You know what's really interesting, though, is it's actually, for me, it seems like it's becoming incrementally less and less, like, different. You right. know what I mean? So, like, the PS3 era to the PS4 era. era. What was the, like, major innovation in it's that? It's just performance. It, it is. And so, like, how are you going to reboot a game? But some people would PS3? argue that VR is coming in. And I don't... I guess. I yeah. don't think I agree with it. I mean, a lot of people were like, oh, motion controls is the next big thing. No, no. Uh, we tried. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I just think, I think there isn't a whole lot of... Uh, I think there isn't a whole lot of innovation happening now. Um, but I do think, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to see a lot of like genre um, standouts like, like the God of War games. Sorry, I was just having a moment yeah. freaking out. I guess the computer fan, I was like, I hear like feedback or something, but it's the computer. Fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry about that, guys. Sorry. Um, so yeah, not not the God of War games, the Grand Theft Auto games. Like, there's there's not going to be like a jump from, you know, top down, you know, drive around a little bit to open world game. Well, I mean, it could change. What if the style of games changes? You know. Yeah. Because yeah, maybe genres die and and get rebooted. I think the first person shooters kind of fallen off. Yeah, like people love it, but oh yeah, it's becoming it's becoming uh, fatigue. Just the same no, way. No, no, it's gonna it's gonna be all the Fortnite games. It's gonna be a a battle royale. Battle royale, yeah. I mean, like, but you see the same thing. Like for a while during the '90s, it was it was all 2D side scroller, right? Yeah. And then people got tired of that. They still exist now, but like they're kind of a different like little niche, right? Yeah. yeah. Niche. Is that right? Uh, I say niche. Whatever. Dude, this Mac. Don't don't touch it. Don't touch it. I'm gonna touch it. No, because it's gonna. It's okay, gonna. so reboots usually work pretty interestingly. Yeah. Re-releases Ooh. is where I have a hard time with games. Not good. They are literally because games don't necessarily evolve or d- don't last well over time. Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, you go, you play Super Mario Odyssey which came out 2017, feels amazing to play. You mm-hmm. run around as Mario. Go back and play Super Mario 64. Still feels good. Not the same, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty it... different. And that's a game that's aged well over time. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> Super Mario well, 64 has aged well. Okay? You want to have that. fun? Play uh, Call of Duty uh, World War II. Okay? I mean, that's like just a standard FPS game from yeah. 2017. Then go play GoldenEye. Good luck. Oh dude. yeah, no, it yeah, is totally. night or play, and day. Play Resident Evil, the original, and then go back oh, and play ugh. and play new new Resident Evil. So re-releases are like probably one of the most frustrating things totally. ever. And just, you know what the the other problem is? They don't put they don't put a lot of money into them, and like something that something just them out. Something that they could do right is like update update the controls, update things, and modernize them. And that would be a, a worthwhile thing to do. Like, imagine if I, they did a remake of, of the original Resident Evil, 
um, right. on the GameCube. And and they took out the tank controls, right? And and yeah. that makes it a, like an infinitely better game, <laughs> you know. So like that that's something that they could do, but I feel like they just they just kind of like you said, poop them out. And yeah, there's there's no there's not a lot of effort put into them. Yeah. Even so, like re-releases and then remakes are different. Uh, Master Chief Collection, which is the, the Halo trilogy and four, and I'll talk about four. Uh, the Halo trilogy got like remastered and put up, but it was a total mess. They like didn't put enough work yeah. into it, and those games are like beloved by fans. But I think those are, those count as remakes, right? Not the I wouldn't say the Master Chief Collection is a okay. remake. That, that's or yeah, or I would say that's a remake to some degree. Some yeah. of the game was remade, yeah. some of it isn't, which is weird. It's yeah, like half I think, done. I think um, remakes are really weird too and really interesting because um, they're have been successes like there was a uh, shadow of the colossus remake that right? was cool um that worked and they did that they did that twice and made it better twice that's right um which is really interesting uh on, i played the ps3 version i didn't play this new one right um but the ps3 version is really good um yeah. no it is it, it is well little, it was a little grainy the yeah, ps4 maybe, yeah, version yeah. like blows it out of the water yeah okay um and then uh b- but then there are remakes that just utterly, utterly fail. Dude, Assassin's Creed 2 re... Oh, that's not a remake. Re-release? It was a, a HD. Oh, even oh, though it was gosh. in H... It was in like 720p <laughs> when it first came out. But now it's in 1080p. Like, the textures are down Like, it looks horrible. Ugh. There's a ton of glitches. Yeah. Bioshock remake, horrible. Yeah. Like, it's just a total... It's just stupid, dude. I I mean, I don't know. Like, it's, it's, a, it's strange murky water. For me... I I like the convenience of not having to switch to an old console. I like to just yeah, you know. I mean, I'm, like my my family owns all the remakes of the Dark Souls games mm-hmm. because they're on PS3, and then we got them all on PS4 now. Are they remakes though? They're re-releases. Uh, right? So it's weird. They they're like re-releases with all the expansions and then updated like performance. Oh, so that's a re-release. I would say. Yeah. Um, so, but, but and then but there there are. Like the Last of Us has a really good re-release. Like, yeah. Like the Last of Us PS4, so good. It's yeah, so much the, better. The frame rate looks really nice. It's so nice. It, it's smooth and and all of the uh, all of the textures are better. They they're just it's a it's a genuine like upgrade. Right. It's the same with um. It's the same with Grand Theft Auto. And even though we were talking about how like it's kind of a useless, you know, it's a useless thing to do to put it on the new console. It's, it's like, like a convenience thing. It is, and it's it. It was now the PS4 version is the the only way to play it. Right. You know. It's it's the definitive. I mean, people would argue PC, but so I guess. not everyone has a PC. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, video games kind of taking a different take on this reboot, remake, nostalgia thing. I'm interested in seeing where it goes. I, I'm I'm so so skeptical of Final Fantasy VII remake. Dude. It's gonna be absolute garbage what's with i swear i love how call of duty is now like releasing every single year it seems like well they haven't announced the modern warfare 2 remastered but they did the modern warfare 1 remastered and then they're gonna do the modern warfare 2 and then they're gonna gonna remaster or uh, oh yeah Yeah. they're gonna remaster every single one yeah because people love those classic ones yeah and it's just like well world at war is strange though because i don't think anybody really did people play online yeah, uh, World yeah, at, yeah. World at War. it wasn't as big. Yeah, but what's weird is they're sk- wait they're skipping World at War. Yeah, you might never get that. Ugh. 
Yeah, but bye. It's, well, I mean, the the only important parts... They had Nazi flags in that game. We can't re-release that. <laughs> they would have to update it to the Axis flag. Yeah, it's Because true. that's it's offensive. True. Okay? It's true. Even though it's historically accurate, guess what? I Hist- think history wo- doesn't care if you're hurt. I think World at War is a really good game. Well, that war is a good game. I think the the campaign in that game eh. is really good. It's good until you play it on veteran. Well, I guess all the so. grenade spam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I didn't. I didn't Infinite play spawn. On, I didn't oh, play on veteran. Throw me away. Throw me away. Um, and then I kind of had like a weird side note. Nostalgia is just seeping into everything, including food and advertising. <laughs> like I, I guess more like corporate advertising is a good way. Of yeah, 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 yeah. Corporate. Like, like you see the throwbacks with these commercials where people are wearing roller skates and dancing in the 90s. You know, you see those commercials, the McRib, it's back, it's back, you know? Um, you They've know. been doing that for years, though. Hostess, like re- Hostess went out. Holding back on the McRib and then, re- <laughs> and then re-releasing it. McDonald's' <laughs> biggest cash Uh Dude, I saw that Sonic, Sonic's has like a dill pickle slushy. Ew. I cannot wait what? to try that. I'm going to drive all so the way gross. to Gilroy. One, to fix my overheating car. And two. Is there a, is there a Sonic in Gilroy? Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I don't know where else. You're going to drive all the way to Gilroy? Well, I was car? told to because I, currently I'm having car problems. and Dude, it's going to be like 100 degrees. No, no, no. I'm going to fix my car first. Oh, okay. And then I have to drive it on the freeway for a specific amount of time. Oh, okay. Yeah, at a yeah. specific mile an hour to do monitor resets, Got which it. is stupid. But yeah, nostalgia, dude, it's in everything more than ever. And so... That's why we started with the Chicken Nugget reboot. It's been an hour of us talking about how nostalgia has seeped into all this stuff we like. Nerdy stuff, music, TV, video games, food, commercial. Well, do you want to add anything else to food and commercial, Cameron? I feel like you're looking at me like there's something you want to say. Well, the the Szechuan sauce disaster that happened like a few years ago, (laughs) they had like... (laughs) All the all the dumb Rick and Morty fans like they really selling the Sech- them online. Szechuan sauce for like for like it was like a week or whatever, and they didn't have very many. And there were like riots in McDonald's. It was so funny. I I just remember I remember that uh, happening. And I was was the Szechuan sauce like before the Rick and Morty stuff? Yes. So oh, Szechuan okay. sauce was like a sauce that McDonald's had, and then I think they made a reference to it in. Rick and Morty, because Rick and Morty, all it does is make references to things. Um, yep. And then, and then Szechuan sauce. That's why all those nineties reappearance. All those nineties kids that I know, they're like, oh, I, do, I love Rick and Morty. Have you seen Rick and Morty? They made a reference to something I know. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, uh, awesome. So, also, I feel like Geico has really good nostalgia. Dude, things. Geico commercials are the best. Genius. So good. They're the apple of commercials. They just keep doing it better and better. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, this brings us to our concluding thoughts. We kind of wanted to reminisce, go through some stuff that was on our minds, uh, looking back at reboots, remakes, and stuff. This nostalgia has infected our culture. And I wouldn't say infected if I didn't think it had a negative effect you think on, on where we're going i mean you walk into a target and they have like a little hot topic section right behind the movies mm. you know pop figures keychains posters yeah. all this stuff and yeah there's like the corporate thing behind it uh there's there's all the um sales behind it and whatnot 
But I think constantly looking in the past isn't necessarily healthy. Yeah. So I wanted to share a story about one of my friends who I went to high school with. And I'm not going to name who he is. But he kind of, um, every time I hang out with him, I think most people have a friend like this. Uh, he, he, he's always like, hey, you remember back in the day? You remember back in the day when we used to do this? Or you remember that time that this happened? Um, and, and they, you always go back to these same stories over and over again. And it's great to reminisce, but at the same time, it's like, well, what's going on with you now, dude? Like what's, what's happening in life? And so what happened to my friend is that he had these rose tilted, tinted glasses for a couple of his old colleagues that we used to go to school with. And, you know, as, as we started college, we all kind of split off in different directions and, uh, we all kept in contact over the internet, but it, it's never really the same yeah. as like spending personal time with each other. Yeah. Um, and so one of his colleagues ended up, you know, kind of going behind his back and, and dating like an ex girl of his. And it just, uh, I don't know, like it really hurt him personally. And now it's like, he looks back and those rose tinted glasses are now super painful because yeah. all the experiences we shared together, has the connection to those old colleagues. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, that that was his life to a certain degree, you know? That is his life. And so, you know, my friend, I've tried to encourage him to kind of put one, one foot forward, you know? Like, you got you to gotta be able to stop looking in the past and start looking towards the future. Start focusing on the now, even though it's hard to ignore what happened to you. You know, you don't want to ignore, you got to face. Yeah. Well, that, that that's kind of the thing is like what we were talking about that successful reboots do is they take the past and they make it transformative. They make it something new. And I, I think that's the same in, you know, in, in your own life is like you take the past, you with its good and its bad. You know, you don't you look at it for what it was. Right. Um, you don't look at it with, you know, r- rose colored glasses. And then you you take those experiences, you learn the lessons that you need to learn from and you move on as, uh, you know, becoming a better person. You know, it's, I think, I think that's, I think that's the important, uh, the important thing to do. And nostalgia isn't represented in our culture like that. No, not at all. It's not. Instead, it is glorified to be. Well, it's, it's a, it's, you know, a thing that you can keep tapping into. You know, it's something that, it's a feeling that you can keep, keep going to and saying, you know, Oh, we're gonna we're gonna remake this thing that you love. Don't you love this thing? You know, don't you love this thing? And it, it always leads to a little bit of heartbreak when it doesn't doesn't quite match up. It could also lead to ignorance. And I think there are there's plenty of media media that re- recognizes the danger in nostalgia. Yeah. You see people's past coming back to haunt them in different stories and and things like that. Uh, one of them we talked about the Incredibles too, but the first Incredibles actually deals with this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Mr. Incredible is dealing with all he cares about is reminiscing on the golden years and what he used to do. Totally. You know, and it really brings danger and harm to his family in the story. And I think it's a really real and I don't know. I like a, it's a grounded tale that has really good life application. Totally. in it, um, and so, you know, looking back on all this stuff, it's easy and it's fun to make fun of what's going on. But at the same time, we we kind of have like a strong thesis behind it. We do think that this nostalgia is, can be dangerous. Cameron, what would you yeah. what would you suggest we do? 
because if we know it exists and we know, I mean, obviously most of it is just to sell stuff to us, but <laughs> yeah. if we know it exists, how do we approach nostalgia? I think we, um, we need to look at nostalgia as, um, as a style, like we said for Stranger Things. Nostalgia is a way to make something new. Um, and I think this is something that, uh, you know, somebody like Quentin Tarantino does really well. Um, mm. I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not in love with Quentin Tarantino, but I think he, he really taps into a feeling of, you know, of the past. He, he taps into a mood. Um, and it's usually based in something that he loves personally. Right. Um, and he brings it out. He, he mixes it with something else. He makes it, you know, something new. And that's what we really need to treat it as. It's not it's not something that we can always go back to for the same feeling. It's something that we can draw upon as, you know, inspiration. It's something that we we have to we really have to transform. Uh I, I think I think this is kind of what's becoming the problem with with the Star Wars uh franchise, the 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 newer Star Wars is. Is there Star Wars's? Star Wars? I don't know the plural. Um Starry, they're not they're not being transformative enough. They're not taking upon what Star Wars built and building something new. They're taking upon what Star Wars built and trying to trying to tap into that same feeling. Just lean on it. Yeah, just lean on it. Yeah, exactly. And so you know, I think I think we really need to we need to get a grip on and and this is the problem with like do you remember when um. The, uh, a little while ago they were writing all these articles about like toxic fandom and like oh star wars fans are you know so bad or whatever and and the problem is th- that's probably true like you know there are probably some really annoying star wars fans there are but the it's not it's not encouraging to you know the the fan base if all that happens is you know you put out you put out a movie and it's like, see, here's the, here's the movie that you guys love. You know, here's the one that, that you want to see, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it, it really needs to be something that, um, inspires, you know, a new creativity and inspires an, a new feeling. It's not the same, it's not the same old, you know, franchise that it was. Right. I don't think that nostalgia should be used as, the gasoline for an engine. Exactly, yeah. Instead, it should be the cool underlights of a car yeah. or, <laughs> yeah. like, the nice leather seats. It yeah. should be a... Sp- or even the, the the you know, bass-boosted subwoofer or whatever. You yeah, know, like something, it, a feature that it is can not be necessary. loud and proud, but it can't be the heart. Exactly, yeah. It, 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 and, like, that's, that's the thing is, like, what needs to drive the car is, you know, something healthy. It needs to be like actual gasoline, and you know all these features are what make it personal and what make it, um, you know, unique. What make it your car, you know? But but it's it's it can't be it can't be running off that, you know. Right. It has to be built well. So the moral of the story today is that you don't want to shop at Hot Hot Topic at all. Gosh, Hot Topic is such a bad store. <laughs> <laughs> don't shop at Hot Topic and um, don't watch Predators. Okay. That's about it. That's the story. Also, don't let nostalgia be your gasoline. I feel like we could have done this for more time. Dude, you know it's already I mean? been an hour and seven minutes. I know. 
This is a very broad topic. It it's is, a very yeah. large I, topic. And I think we can we can go back and and pick apart some of these things like a little bit deeper in the yeah. future if we want. Definitely. We'll probably go back to all this stuff because everything does come from something, mm-hmm. which is about what the podcast is about. I think we wanted to tackle nostalgia. I am kind of bummed that I don't know if a lot of people are going to get to the end, but that's where like most of the <laughs> the meat is. Well, we'll see. Me. We'll see. Um, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, we're going to be here next Friday releasing another track. Yep. So Get prepared uh, for that. Follow us on all our social stuff. And we appreciate the rating, guys. Thank you.